0: Hurricane Laura, now a Category 4 hurricane bearing down on western uh, Louisiana and eastern Texas. We are only hours away from landfall. We just had the most recent 8 p.m. update from the National Hurricane Center, uh, bringing in maximum sustained winds currently of 150 miles an hour, uh, moving north-northwest at 15 miles per hour. Unfortunately, this has been the day that we've all been dreading on social media for days. Uh, discussing there's there's been discussions of uh, rapid intensification for for three or four days now y'all so it's it's here and the storm has exploded over the last 24 hours central pressure is now down um, I believe 937 something like 937 millibars in that general area and still plummeting uh, maximum sustained winds are still increasing Uh, some of the areas along the immediate coastline are looking at 15 to 20 feet of storm surge inundation. Unfortunately for the Louisiana coast, much of that area is only about five feet or less uh, above sea level. And some areas are actually even below sea level. Uh, so it it is going to be a long, long night for many folks. Uh, Lake Charles, Port Arthur, Holly Beach, uh, many of those the folks in that immediate area where, area where the eye wall will be coming ashore can expect sustained winds uh, near 150, miles an hour, a little bit less just inland, uh, but nonetheless, still major status. Um, so with that, I'll bring in the panel. We have Scotty Powell, we have Frank Strait, Jared Smith, and Zachary Moss on tonight to discuss uh, some of the, the ins and outs of the forecast. What we're looking at over the next 12 hours is this storm makes landfall, and also what we're looking at over the next 48 hours as this potentially pivots uh, into the Carolinas as a much weaker storm this weekend. Panel?
1: awfully quiet for there being a Category 4 hurricane in the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> a monster, to say the least. Yeah. And uh, it might still intensify a little more. It could end up being a Cat 5 at landfall. Uh, I was just uh, flipping through Twitter a little bit here. Uh, apparently, uh, Mike Adcock noted there's a, a drop sound that uh, measured 940 at the splash location, but it was a little windy there. So uh, extrapolating that to a little bit lower pressure around 937 from that drop sign. Probably he thinks.
2: Yeah. I think, uh, I, I think the, the silence that you hear, Frank, is all of us just a little slack jawed at the moment. Truth be right. Told. We're
1: all like, Ugh. this is uh <laughs> shocked.
2: Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you look at, you know, if you look at just where we started this morning with, you know, Laura was, you know, certainly, you know, had the look, had the look last night. Um, you know, getting everything to get, getting it together. and um, it did what it did what these storms in the Gulf have done uh, repeatedly. Um, you know, we think of Harvey, we think of uh, Michael. Um, and now we think of Laura here that's going to be just joining that class that un- apparently looking to join that unfortunate class of uh, potentially highly destructive storms uh, moving into southeastern Louisiana.
1: Uh, yep, and uh, this is what we've been dreading for days. Uh, we We knew that the conditions, Uh, would be perfect for uh, rapid intensification over the Gulf of Mexico once it got there. Uh, We knew that the shear would relax. We knew that uh, the waters were extremely warm, uh, pushing 90 degrees over a lot of that area, and uh, warm to considerable depth, so there'd be some resistance to upwelling as well. And uh, worst-case scenario is playing out here, sadly.
0: It's it's been a very tough uh, forecast for the National Hurricane Center, but they have handled it very well. I'm going to throw up a quick cone progression uh, animation here in a minute so you can see how the forecast cone has progressed over the last uh, four to five days. Uh, and there's There's been some big variations. Just uh, two days ago, we had Hurricane Marco um, in the Gulf as well, heading towards what we thought was Louisiana. Uh, thankfully, the year, the dry air got to that one, and it dwindled to um, a tropical storm and depression, and it did officially make landfall near the mouth of the Mississippi, um, but it was virtually a non-event for most of Louisiana uh, and uh, Alabama and a little bit of the Florida Panhandle. But unfortunately, that left a ripe environment uh, for what is now Hurricane Laura uh, as it approaches for landfall in Louisiana. We also have joining us tonight. And I won't make him talk now uh, if he doesn't want to, but we've got Shay Gibson uh, on to help us discuss some of this. Um, I, guys, I think one of the biggest concerns tonight, one obviously is wind. Um, And that's kind of a given with the category, you know, category four, category five uh, classification that's that's based on wind speeds. But there's also a huge, huge, just unbelievable storm surge threat tonight. Even outside, you you were throwing around these numbers, 15 to 20 feet. That could potentially 10 to 20 feet of storm surge could potentially penetrate 30 miles inland uh, in some areas, which is it's, it's hard to fathom.
2: When the National Weather Service uses words like "unsurvivable," they don't use those words just because they want clicks. They use those words because they mean it. And Correct, uh, right? When they absolutely. use words like that,
1: they're they're trying to say we're not playing around here. This is serious business.
2: Yeah, yeah, they mean it. This is, um, you know, this this area is about as susceptible to storm surge as you get. I mean, it, it doesn't get much more susceptible to it here. And then you're going to combine that with an intensifying hurricane looks like right up to landfall. We're still seeing lightning in the eye, um, you know, in the eye wall there, you know, and, uh, Evan has got, it looks like, uh, yeah. So Evan's got the, uh, storm surge map up and,
0: uh, yeah. Yeah. So this is the areas in red are going to be your locations that are expecting more than nine feet of storm surge inundation. Remember, this is nine feet above ground level. Um, not just, you know, nine feet from where the water normally is, but nine feet above, the ground. And unfortunately, there's some there's some city centers in this Lake Charles is quite a populated area. Uh, and if we zoom in here, it's from the National Hurricane Center, an experimental product, nonetheless quite useful. In events like this, um, it's easy to see why we're so concerned about storm surge, areas like Lake Charles, uh, and the, the city part of Lake Charles, not just urban or the um, outskirts of it, but even interior Lake Charles is expecting nine plus feet of water uh, on the ground there now dating back to even the late 1800s lake charles has had a series of big flood events uh, both storm driven and um, fresh water driven not this hasn't always been storm surge previously and actually still currently the current record maximum gauge level at lake charles was somewhere around 13 feet i believe back in 1913 Uh, and we are expected to break that tonight. I believe the new forecast is up to 15.6 feet in Lake Charles. Uh, Back in 1913, when that uh, current record was set, uh, it was reported by the National Weather Service that half of the city was underwater. Um, With another two feet on top of that, we could be looking at even more destruction.
3: And Evan, I think that was, um, I think this is based off of the SLR viewer, the sea level rise viewer under the vulnerability scale. And so I'm looking at the same map. I looked at this last night when they started going up in feet and mean high water mark at 10 feet was significant. I mean, going in 20, 30, 40 miles, it's um, it's, it's pretty insane. I mean, if you go even further up, you're, you're, if you look at the, the scale, you're even going further up 50, 60 miles.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you guys can see here on the map, uh, for those that are watching and I we'll have a few podcast listeners listening, in so they can't see this, but like, like Jay said, we do have, um, storm surge penetrating even 50, 60 miles inland. Um, flashing back to Hurricane Michael, the last Category 5 to make landfall in the United States, there was devastation, in places like Mexico Beach where the storm surge um, pushed into the double digits uh, as the hurricane made landfall. But we didn't see storm surge penetrating 30, 40 miles inland. Um, Louisiana is a very different area Um, And specifically in terms of elevation and the amount of bayous and swamps and um, low elevation areas that that are that are here that are going to be impacted. Um, So unfortunately, these impacts are going to be potentially even more significant or just as significant as Hurricane Michael. Um, And just like Michael, this storm is intensifying right up uh, and into landfall.
1: And to put this scale in perspective a little bit here, Lake Charles is a little over 30 statute miles from the Gulf of Mexico. So uh, that, that gives you an indication if the storm surge is penetrating north of there. I mean, there's an entire county, or rather parish in uh, Louisiana, there's an entire parish in between uh, 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 Lake Charles and the Gulf of Mexico, uh, and, and another half of one, Calcasieu Parish, where Lake Charles is located. So... Uh, it's, it's just, it's just insane to think about how deeply or how far inland this storm surge is going to penetrate and, and cause problems. A lot of this area is going to be underwater for a little while.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm really amazed at how fast Laura is moving. I think right now is in around like 15 miles an hour. It's mm-hmm. just an amazing driving force. Um, unlike many hurricanes that have impacted the coast and especially the Gulf and Its uh, direct impact is just making a storm surge a huge um, probable uh, danger for many people. Yeah, I mean, we look back to Ike and Rita, um, two big name storms on the coast, uh, on the Gulf coast, uh, with huge storm surge values. Um, Both of those had a very quick forward motion. Um, On the opposite end of the spectrum, we had Harvey just four years ago now. that was very slow moving. So this is a very, very different storm from Harvey, just as dynamic. Um, but we aren't looking, we're still looking at, I, th- I believe rainfall totals up to 12 inches. I'll get an updated map on that and we'll share it here in a second. Um, but I believe we're still looking at rainfall totals up to a foot, uh, along areas along the center line, basically of the storm. Uh, if Iowa is going to pass over you, uh, that's kind of the rainfall range we're looking at. Um, but, Thankfully, because of that quick forward motion, we don't have to worry about as much precipitation falling. Um, But, you know, there's, there's pluses and minuses that comes with more storm surge. So absolutely right, Zachary.
2: Yeah. And you're going to have some other minuses too, in that you're going to have further inland penetration of the stronger winds. You're going to have hurricane force winds, you know, 60, 70, 80 miles inland. Um, You're going to have, um, you know, you're going to have a very wide swath of heavy rainfall going well into the center, uh, the center part of the country. And and don't forget that this is going to get caught up in the westerlies and this is going to turn, and this is going to turn uh, towards the East coast um, later this week, obviously in a much weaker state, but um, you know, we may be uh, we may be talking about Laura for a few days left. I mean, and, and yeah, I mean, you can see that the inland penetration of that is is going to be quite you know it's going to be quite something. And I, I think something that we haven't touched on yet is the fact that you know there's been a pretty decent tornado outbreak today um, uh, down just in, in that northeast quadrant. There, there are four active tornado warnings right now too. So. Um, so you're, you're going to spread this threat for severe weather northward. You're going to spread this threat for heavy rainfall, heavy flooding rainfall northward. And you're going to spread hurricane force winds, um, you know, hurricane force gusts, you know, into Southern Arkansas, it looks like based off of this model projection here, which is certainly, you know, certainly possible. So we'll have to see, but, you know, we'll have to see how this, you know, how this goes, but these fast movers, as we saw with Michael, um, you know, they can, they can pack quite a punch well inland.
0: Yeah, Absolutely.
1: Which, by the way, notice those uh, wind speeds in the mountains there uh, yeah. for, of western North Carolina. That's one of the things I'm, I'm highlighting in, in my forecast outlook here tonight, is that while the, with a hurricane, the surface winds die off and sometimes fairly quickly, not necessarily in this case, because they'll you'll see hurricane force winds maybe in Arkansas. Uh, but aloft, those winds are still going, uh, even sometimes days later, and, and we'll still have those winds occurring at Two and three, four thousand feet. Fairly strong winds occurring at that level as Laura moves into Virginia and North Carolina on Saturday, and so when those winds intersect the higher elevations, you get those stronger winds there. And so uh, this this actually looks like a reasonable idea to me that there could be you know, fifty mile an hour wind gusts uh, in the mountains of North Carolina and it could get you know breezy to windy, maybe not damaging winds even outside the mountains in North and South Carolina. Yeah, That's yeah, absolutely.
3: Point. It's a good point, Frank. I was going to say um, you know, the outlook, the forecast outlook, is is pretty strong. West southwest southwest winds all the way down towards uh, the Charleston, South Carolina coast. Even we could get moderate to strong winds here. Of course, stronger as you get up through south southeastern North Carolina and the Outer Banks towards the mid-Atlantic. Uh, it depends on where the track of the system goes. And if it goes a little bit further north, those winds will not be as strong. But the the southerly quadrant of the system, as it goes through, even as a depression, is still going to be drawing a lot of convergence up. The Gulf, so you may have some, um, maybe looking at some isentropic lift over those those mountainous zones. Maybe some additional rains and storms if the if the ridge continues the heating process. So it looks like unsettled weather across this whole area for the next few days.
1: Yes, that's problem two of three, by the way, uh, to deal with in the Carolinas, uh, starting late Friday night in, into Saturday, uh, in the mountains is. Uh, Laura starts to boo through, and we're going to get a period of heavy rain. Now, uh, thankfully, Laura's going to be trucking along at a pretty good clip still, so the duration of the heavy rain won't be extreme, but there's been a lot of rain in the North Carolina mountains, uh, two to three times normal rain over the last 30 days, and so there's going to be some concern for flooding.
4: Yeah. Definitely so. Definitely so. I, I wanted to uh, bring up this one thing right quick. Um, our friend out in the field, Mark Sutteth, uh, Showing these pictures out of uh, this is Cameron, Louisiana, and so this is right along the coast here. Uh, Mark uh, deploys these. Um, he, he was on the show last last year. It's like GoPros and this like almost stormproof casing that that he deploys out in various areas um, as, as these hurricanes are approaching. As you can see here, guys, I mean we're still away from from the main part of the storm moving in. And we've already got it surge, you know, I, that looks to be at least a couple of feet of surge already um, inundating the the roadway here, and uh, we're still a couple of hours out from from the heaviest stuff moving in. So uh, we, we had reports earlier today, um, as of early, I think it's about five o'clock, of some storm surge issues already, and that was uh, well in advance of... Um, Florida making an the approach there on the Louisiana coast. So, uh, just monitoring Twitter there. I uh, just wanted to to bring that up while you guys are discussing. Um, already seeing some storm surge um, issues and, and portions of Louisiana.
3: We've got a couple of of um, deployable weather stations uh, that the University of Florida works with us on. Sometimes the University of Texas Tech will uh, will deploy, but we have two from UF and um, we're trying to get those ones being redeployed. We have T1 and T5, so I'll be sharing that information out uh, as the storm comes ashore. So they're trying to strategically locate them where they may be able to capture some of the eyewall. But the problem here is you can't really add instrumentation anywhere near the coastline because if it's gonna be 15 to 20 feet underwater, whatever it is is gonna get swept away. Uh, So those have to be refocused inland. But we're hoping to catch some data right along the wall. That there's the data is pretty fairly sparse in that area. We don't have a lot of coastal information. We have one station nearby, uh, but that's that's a ten meter pole. We hope that one um, survives it. But uh, yeah, I mean you know there's um, not a lot of saturated or dense data in that area, so it's, it's going to be hard to tell. I mean outside the Hurricane Hunters, what's actually going on at the very surface versus an eight hundred fifty millibars up and down to the surface, so. Should be interesting, fellows. This is a this is a monster of a storm.
4: Yeah, and Evan, you and I were talking before. You don't really want. And I see we just got the new um, eight p.m. central time nine p.m. advisory out. I uh, wasn't able to look at that, so maybe one of you guys can, but uh, we were looking at, in this track, uh, some of these areas um, that are going to be affected tonight uh, were affected by Hurricane uh, Rita back in 2005. Um, Evan, you was looking at a similar path, I think it was Camille in 69, I believe is what you're showing?
0: Camille, yeah, so Camille back in 1969, midlandfall Fall, a little bit further east in eastern Louisiana, a violent storm there, and it did track north, and just like the storm that we're seeing now, got caught in the westerlies and pulled off to the east, um, through Western Virginia, not West, but Western Virginia and off the Atlantic coast where re restrengthened. That's definitely a situation that could very likely, uh, unfold with, uh, with Laura and it's something we haven't really talked about here or, or on social media. Um, uh, but there is potential for Laura to restrengthen off of the East coast. Uh, at that point it will be moving away from shore. So it'll be a fish storm, uh, as we like to call it. Um, but, for now, it's not a fish storm. And unfortunately those impacts are very real and very imminent.
2: Yep. I've got the tropical cyclone update right here, guys. Um, so this is the position update from eight o'clock. They, um, I, I guess we're not doing a uh, intermediate date they're doing the position update. So, um, so eight o'clock is a 95 miles uh, south of Lake Charles, 95 miles south, southeast of Port Arthur, Texas. Max sustained winds remain at 150 miles an hour, moving north-northwest at 15 miles per hour, minimum pressure down to 937 millibars. So um, the Hurricane Center highlighting the uh, tornado threat um, ongoing in the northeast quadrant on that update. We'll get get a full fix. Um, If it hasn't made landfall yet, we get a full fix at 11. So uh, it's... um, Yeah. shea has got it up. He's, he's got the, he's got the shortwave infrared up and you can see with the the GLM, you see a lot of lightning still happening in that eye wall, And that just, it just screams continued intensification to me.
3: Yeah. Notice the, uh, the tornado warned areas as well. Notice how quick they are. A lot of these, (laughs) these tornado warned areas in in most cases with tropical systems, they're coming ashore and these outer bands and squalls are are carrying these, these um, low areas of rotation. And so you have all these these tiny little vortices, these, these small areas of rotation that, that pop up. And they, they are radar-indicated tornadoes. Well, some of them actually do make contact with land. Uh, some of them are radar-indicated. But you never know which ones are actually going to be making contact. So we're, I'm expecting to see a lot more of this along the eastern flank of the system and also pressing further up into Arkansas and portions of the mid Midwest. So. Uh, I would expect to see a lot more tornado warnings popping up and and probably even a little bit more severe as the storm heads north.
0: Speaking of warnings, guys, I think it's important to talk about extreme wind warnings because that may not be a topic that a lot of people are familiar with. It's a very, very, very rare warning that comes from the National Weather Service. um, And it is defined as uh, if you get put under an extreme wind warning, you you are expected to experience 115 mile per hour winds within one hour of that warning being issued. Uh, We've seen this with Matthew uh, in the past and and a couple of other storms. Um, This only happens in the most severe of cases and likely depending on how the National Weather Service decides to handle this, but we could be seeing one of those issued later tonight for locations uh, near the immediate coast and potentially even a little ways inland. Um, So if you see that, that is what it's defined as, don't be confused, Um, but it is absolutely to be taken seriously.
2: The extreme wind warning was born of um, a little uh, guerrilla warning tactics by the weather service. And uh, uh, was it Melbourne or Tampa? I can't remember. I think it was Melbourne uh, during hurricane Charlie in 2004 when they had, um, they somewhat unexpectedly, somewhat suddenly had hurricane Charlie strengthening very quickly and barreling through the Florida peninsula and um they needed a way to get warnings out to the people who were there you know there wasn't time to organize an evacuation so everyone was sheltering in place they needed a way to get warnings to there so they issued a tornado warning um that was the only way to activate nor weather radio that's the only way they activate the eas that was the only way the only way to get the word out obviously it wasn't a tornado but you know they were treating it as a giant tornado um and so you know after maybe a couple hands got slapped and and things like that weather service went back and, and evaluated it and realized you know actually this is a good idea so thus the extreme wind warning was born and um hadn't seen you know it's a very rare product probably one of the most rare products issued by weather service office um had it described to me by several forecasters as the button they never want to push and warn gen and um unfortunately it does appear that that button will be pushed tonight maybe a couple times uh as this uh, barrels northward Again, that eyewall, you know, just just kind of recapping where it is, you know. Again, we're we're within 90 miles of Lake Charles, and again, that's that's a little more inland. Uh, using radar scope's measurement tool, which I, you know, fully understand may not be completely accurate, but it, but that that eyewall, that outer edge of that eyewall, is uh, within 50 miles of the coast now. So, um, if it, it, it's going to continue to go downhill uh, very quickly, and you know, we're going to see. Uh, we're going to start to see a lot of weather stations, uh, you know, disappear off the map. I think that's going to be something that is concerning. And in fact, um, uh, Lake Charles, the weather forecast office, there evacuated this morning. They were evacuated. They've shut down the WFO and they've sent, they've dispersed the Thank forecasters, um, to, I believe, I want to say they moved them into new Orleans and maybe a couple other offices. So, uh, the Lake Charles weather service, again, you know, KLCH the radar there. Um, I think that, you know, the, uh, the odds of KLCH making it through the night are not good. That eyewall is pointed directly at it, and we're going to get some very interesting shots out of there tonight. But uh, it's it's very possible that we may lose radar coverage from that as well. And you know, and <clears throat> you know, hopefully their office is all right. But I think that underscores the point: the fact that the National Weather Service evacuated this morning really means that you know, if you have the means and we have the and the, the ways to do it, get out of there there are a lot of people who don't have the means to get out of there. And, um, and, and my thoughts are with them tonight, you know, is they do their best uh, to stay safe and, and hopefully and it does this forecast and passes quickly.
4: And Jared, Jared, to piggyback off that, um, the local TV stations in Lake Charles also evacuating mm-hmm. to, uh, I believe uh, uh, Baton Rouge uh, over to mm-hmm. New Orleans, places like that. So uh, they're also heading out of out of town.
0: That's a great point, Scotty, and a good way maybe for us to begin to wind this down a bit. But if you're looking for live coverage of this storm, um, some if you're that in Lake Charles or that local, you may not be able to tune into your local station uh, because, as Scotty just said, they have actually evacuated. Um, there are national syndicates. You can watch the Weather Channel. You can tune into Weather Nation. You can tune into, most likely, any news outlet this evening that will be they will be covering it live Um, your local national weather service office and the national hurricane center are going to be your two go-to locations for official forecast data and current wind speed data as well as warning information Uh, if you have a a radio a weather radio turn it on because you're probably going to lose power if you're in this path of this storm and if your phone's not fully charged or you don't have enough signal you're not going to get that warning so crank that radio up and make sure that you can hear it. Uh, even if you're not near the center, if you're out near uh, the edges, there's still a tornado threat and a flood threat. Mm-hmm. Um, so make sure you have ways to get these warnings uh, to stay covered and to stay safe uh, throughout the night panel. Anything else that we want to toss in here before we begin to wrap up?
4: I want to show this one picture. And again, this is uh, this was a couple hours ago. Hopefully you guys can see this. Uh, this is from one of the uh, parishes. Mm. And you can already see, um, again, this, I think it was 633. Um, so a couple of hours ago, and you can already see the the, the waves coming across the roads. And um, this is only going to get worse as the night continues. So um, very uh, dire situation going on. And I think you guys already covered it. The, the hurricane center said, you know, this is you're not going to be able to survive in this storm surge. And um, I think. Uh, when, when the sun rises tomorrow um, we'll, we'll see some really crazy shots out of out of or get some really crazy reports out of these areas in Louisiana definitely
0: Scotty, I'd love to read one tweet before um, before we wrap up tonight because it seemed so potent earlier um, that I, I sent it to our internal chat uh, and it's from Josh Morganman who many people know as a top-tier hurricane chaser he's likely been in the eye wall, in the eye of more tropical cyclones than any human on this planet ever. He's a pro at this. And he tweeted earlier, uh, and actually, I'll share my screen so you guys can read along with me if you'd like. Um, But he said, I have a rule. Don't tell other chaser dudes what to do. I'm a bad mentor. Going to break that rule today. Do not play games with Laura. It's a large, intense hurricane at night over marshlands, and it's dangerous if chasing Michael gave you confidence, lose it. This one's different. Um, and that in the weather community, those words carry a lot of weight to hear Josh Morgan, uh, giving out that kind of a, uh, warning is, is heavy. And we're hearing the same exact conversation from the national hurricane center from other official outlets. Um, It's large, it's dangerous, and it's going to be a killer, unfortunately.
3: And to add to that, Evan, Josh just tweeted a little while ago that uh, the front desk at his hotel called him in his room to tell him, uh, due to the nature and severity of the system, we are asking you to ride this out in your bathtub, or you can join some of us in the stairwell. So, yep, that's uh, hotel management. You know, they're doing the best they can, and they're pretty, you know, he's he's not right there along the coast either. He's inland. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's around the Lake Charles area, so him and uh, Reed Timmer and, even our, our buddy Chris Jackson is is doing some live coverage tonight. I think Chris uh, put some cams up to catch some yep. of the flooding uh, around town down there. Uh, and so we'll see what happens. But um, we're going to see some pretty crazy things tonight.
2: Yeah, if Josh is running from it, I mean, if Josh is inland, I mean, that, that tells you everything you need to know about this storm. And he's been through, I mean... Give a general idea about you know, Josh Morgerman. He, 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 you know, he's been through the worst of the worst. He flies all over the world for these things. He goes, he goes out to, he went out to Saipan for the, uh, for uh, Typhoon Haiyan. He went out to, you know, I mean, he he's, he's everywhere, uh, you know, I mean, from Michael to, you know, just everywhere. Um, so to hear him say that the gravity of that, and from a very experienced chaser who we've gotten very worried about several times, most recently in Dorian, um you know that that carries a lot of weight and 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 i really really hope that people have been you know doing their best to heed those warnings and again i i feel for the people who can't leave and that is what i'm most worried about tonight as i sit here is the 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 people who don't have the means they didn't have the ways to get out of there or you know and You know, people, you know, you you can say it until you're blue in the face, but sentiment often overrides a lot of things. And there's going to be people who do that. And I just, um, you know, I I really, 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 I have them in my thoughts tonight. And I hope for the best for them because this is, um, this is as bad as it gets. And and that's just the bottom line.
4: Jared, um, I can't remember. It was one of the nightly news um, organizations. Uh, I was catching it while eating dinner and it was um, a lady in a wheelchair and she said I have no family here and I literally rode on the road um, several miles to get to a high school gymnasium and this was in in, near the Lake Charles area and I'm watching the weather channel up above and they're showing the storm surge map and it's showing you know six to nine twelve feet of storm surge even flowing up into the Lake Charles area so it's 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 going to be utter yeah. devastation, I'm yeah. afraid, when this is over with.
2: Yeah, Lake Charles is not safe. Nope. 30 miles inland is not no. going to cut it. Now the the one, one that I got from today that, that kind of
3: had an impact on me, I know Evan had one, but Stephen Jamey, he's actually a seismologist here in Charleston, but he posted this today. Uh, it says Holly Beach, Louisiana, with Hurricane Reed in 2005, and you can see what the before and after shots were. So we saw this with Michael as well over by Panama City Beach and, and those areas, but you can just see – with that water goes completely over the island very very few houses are left standing out of everything that's there and so this is probably what we're going to be seeing this round as well with even uh, maybe even possibly a higher surge, this was a four, 15 foot plus surge uh so that's um that had a that had a kind of an impact on me today going wow you know i i remember the michael shots too and it's whew, no joke and you know, one thing we
4: haven't even talked about is we're in the COVID pandemic as well. And just, right. you know, um, you've got uh, the COVID pandemic going on. You've got uh, Louisiana, one of the hardest hit States with that uh, anyways. And now you've got this um, catastrophic hurricane bearing down on you and just the emergency management and emergency officials, just how far stretched they are. I mean, it's, it's our thoughts are with you all and uh, we, we, we hope for the best and um, just hopefully uh, hopefully everyone was able to get out of the way uh, as much as possible as, as Laura, to, you know, on final approach to making landfall.
1: One final comment I'd like to make. I know that in the wake of the storm, a lot of people are going to want to help, especially people that live nearby, but aren't directly affected. Uh, keep in mind that if you just go to the scene, show up and, and try to help that way, you're probably just going to get in the way if you have special skills to offer, there's channels you can find to, to help out. Uh, so use the channels rather than just go and end up getting in the way and getting yourself hurt and causing more problems. So uh, don't be what, what they call an emergent volunteer. <laughs> uh, help out the right way. And if, that's, if you don't have the special skills but still want to help, uh, look for ways to contribute through charities or something like that
4: definitely so we'll we'll keep track on our social media uh we'll we'll tweet out some stuff um this isn't the carolinas so we won't be doing wall-to-wall coverage as we would for uh, something that would be off our coast but uh, we will keep track of it and keep you guys informed uh and we appreciate you watching tonight um just thoughts and prayers for everyone in louisiana and texas and uh As Frank and and Evan talked about and Shay earlier, we we do anticipate a little bit of impacts here in the Carolinas over the weekend with some gusty winds, maybe some heavy rain, but nothing like uh, what our friends uh, are going to be seeing down there in the Louisiana area. So just uh, prayers for those folks, and uh, we appreciate you watching tonight here on the Carolina Weather Group. We'll be back next Wednesday night with another episode. Until then, have a great weekend, and again, prayers for those folks in Louisiana and Texas tonight.